Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker and listen with a sparkle in your eye as though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I ever heard in all my life. We interrupt this program to waste some of your valuable time. Coming to you live from our bedroom studio in the Pacific Northwest, it's TGIF Radio. This show is brought to you by the internet, electricity, and mind power. And now, with no agenda in mind, here's TGIF Radio. Hello everyone and welcome to the highlight of your week. It is Friday. This is TGIF Radio. Say goodbye to the work week and hello to the weekend. Huey Lewis, ladies and gentlemen. And the news. I think, yeah, but the news. Yeah, nobody cares about the news. Nobody knows about them. Who <laughs> who are the news? I could don't know. We, could we delve into their story sometime? Sure. We, we probably will, but not today. Yeah. Um, I think this group, do you think we've played them more than any other band on this show? I don't know. Because we've used this song, we've used the Back to the Future theme. Yeah. Um, And... Uh, hip to be square, definitely. Yeah, no, definitely. Because I, I'm a very big American Psycho fan. I was going to say, that's where you get it from. I hear Huey Lewis, I think of Back to the Future, so... Yeah, well, once you watch American Psycho, I think more than twice... Fair enough. You'll, you'll flip back to Patrick Bateman's monologue about uh, their first few albums. Yeah. It's it's a pretty fantastic one. Uh, you can't call us because we're not live as usual. Yeah. S- sorry. You know the model by now. Yeah, actually, um, I stopped by... Uh, the new studio oh. that they have on campus. It is not bad. Where's it at again? Uh, they're keeping it in the second floor of the library building. Oh, okay. Um, it's pretty nice. There's no windows, but it's got a nice uh, round table in the mm-hmm. middle of it now. And uh, I didn't, uh, I didn't actually look to see if they had the phone in there or not. Maybe they're working on hooking that up, but yeah. um, it doesn't apply to us anyway. Yeah, we do our own thing. Yeah, because we're doing it over here in the in the bedroom studios, as the intro says. Blah blah. You you know all this already. If you Google our show, you can find this stuff. And if you haven't. If this is your first time listening, get done. Go watch the. Go not watch. Go listen to the other ones. Which we don't even have any specific ones in mind. Just no. Like, just go all of them. Just, yeah. just all all 191 previous ones. Just, no. Well, I would say just know that. No, I was joking. The farther back that you go, it's more the quality starts. It'll go. It'll go down the farther back in time you go because yeah. it's the it's the move from amateur to. Well, we're still amateurs. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, would a little we, more competent amateurs. Experienced amateurs, yes. I guess. We're semi-pro. Yeah. We don't we don't have licenses in this or anything, but then again, nobody has a license to podcast. No. Um, nobody has a license to take their brain and dump it into a little black box and then copy that over to the internet. Yeah. Um, anybody can do that. Even you, uh, a gullible listener... Uh, we can we can convince you to start a podcast right now. I don't know why we would want to do that because you'd probably be in direct competition with us. Exactly. So therefore, we shouldn't do that. No, we should not do that. <laughs> but if that did happen, we could end up just like starting a podcast network, and then the and then what would happen is what I like to call the Kevin uh, the Kevin Smith phenomenon, where um, he just has a gigantic network of podcasts and he shows up on all of them somehow and he just makes money off of himself constantly yeah uh not a bad cycle to have no but uh it may be somewhat reminiscent of the u.s debt cycle and uh you maybe not don't want to get into that mess but we're not here to talk about um uh, united states uh, debt policy or or kevin smith for that matter fuck kevin smith yeah that's what i'll say you know he made some good 
movies, but uh, he he always wears like a like a he always wears like a giantly oversized jersey of some sort in Dude, some sort of obnoxious colors. I get it. It's part of your persona man you're a cool guy i'm just regular dude i got into hollywood how i have no idea we're not falling for it i'm I'm sorry but if i ever met the man i would probably be honored but uh, of course when i'm not like speaking directly to him i will i will stab him in the back i will slander him completely it's not stabbing him in the back if i've never had an association with him in the first place true so i i feel pretty good about myself i think um I think we should get the obvious thing out of the way and talk about the Star Wars trailer. Yeah, we didn't. That was sometime early this week. We don't think it was before last week's show, no. but I never bothered to check. So yeah, it, it came either. out sometime in the recent- previous seven days. Lee, all you kids in the future are going to know that there is this big uh, kerfuffle between uh, Lucasfilm and Disney for a while, and eventually Disney bought Lucasfilm, and now there's this. There, Star there's, Wars. Now there are nine Star Wars movies. To, uh, in the future. Yes. If you go far enough into the future, there will be nine. Well, there's going to be more than that, I'm sure. You, you think beyond... Oh, yeah, because they're going to want to make standalone films. They're going to want to make standalone films. They're going to keep making more because money, because people will keep lining up Beyond to nine? If the prequels get as bad a rap as they do and people are still pumped to go see yet another three movies... Okay. I mean... If you account for, you know, uh, merchandising, Star Wars has made more money than any other franchise in the world. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you take out franchising, James Bond. Once the, you account for inflation. But, yeah, well, James, James Bond doesn't have action figures, really. Unless no. he, he does. Does he? I don't Are there think James so. Bond action figures? There's, I think there was a couple limited runs of toys, like toy cars. Okay. Like little models of, their car, of the Bond cars. But it's the same car every time, so what's it's, the... It's a couple different Aston Martins, maybe a different bad guy car. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty... Only, it's a couple classic, iconic cars, like the DB5, um, the Rolls-Royce from Goldfinger, yeah. the Lotus that turns into a submarine. Okay, that you're right. That is the very definition of a limited run, because not only are they making limited quantities, but they are uh, limiting which particular models to include. They're not just making every car in a Bond movie ever. And they're not going to make an odd job action figure that no. can shoot his hat at people or something, which I would I totally was say, buy, I would that. buy that. Yes, I mean... Um, I would want it to be, you know, uh, there was, I forget what kind of toys these were, but I think they might have been Beyblades. Remember those? Mm, yeah, they, they were I like, remember them. Like the, it's like a top, but you can make them fight another it's, top. It was a strange concept to get yeah. kids interested in. And <laughs> I think there were certain ones that um, there was like this weird thing that you'd hold it and when you like rev the string sparks would fly out of it. <laughs> What I'm, yeah, what I'm getting at I here, I know what you're saying. What I'm getting at here is, I want Oddjob's hat to do sparks, okay, and uh, to make some shinies. Okay, uh, that's what I want to happen. Um, <laughs> so somebody make that toy for me. I'll give you thirty dollars for it, which is way overpriced, probably. Probably. It all depends on how big it is. If it's full size, twelve inch GI Joe size, then it's totally worth it. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, I was thinking a way smaller, you're thinking like a little three inch figure. Yeah, I mean, there were still some tiny GI Joes. I oh, think. Oh yeah. Um, were we saying something about the Star Wars? Oh yeah, <laughs> we mentioned that it exists and that yeah, future Star Wars movies are coming. Uh, they they put out the uh, trailer for Episode Seven. Reveals recently. a little little bit more of the plot, not a lot, really much more. But... I'm, I'm sorry that everyone's talking about this already, but we gotta we gotta look at it. But um, my initial understanding is um, that they're not on Tatooine. 
Okay, yeah, it's just some other desert planet. Yeah, um, that's what I've been hearing uh, because I think people are tired of Tatooine. Yeah, you know what? I did. I do think we actually talked about this last week. Maybe we briefly mentioned it. It's coming back to me now because I yeah. think we didn't. We wanna... did talk about the Tatooine thing. I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, they show a little bit more of a triple lightsaber guy. Yeah. Um, stormtroopers look a little different. Uh, they got a, a silver one. They got a flag that kind of looks like an anus behind them. Um, I. Uh, uh, Mark Hamill does a voiceover because that's what he does. They now. can't show his chubby little face yet. I wonder if they're just never going to show his face <laughs> throughout the whole. It's going to be like in the last trailer. Yeah, but one of the coolest things in the whole trailer for me was seeing uh, Darth Vader's melted helmet. That was kind of cool. That was cool looking. Why would that be kept by somebody? That's what I want to know. Kept by Luke. It's a memento of his father. He's going to keep his dad's head. It's a reminder, a, a warning. I, I don't miss know. you, Dad. I did Would this you? to you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, technically, does he want a reminder of <laughs> you know not to go down that path? Maybe I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Or but it's it... maybe he teaches with visual aids. <laughs> See, kids, this is what happens when you listen to old wrinkly men. That now this is our most recent Sith Lord, and he's just holding up the helmet on a string. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, because there's no evidence of Palpatine left. So no. Nah. Um, I I guess that's all you have to go yeah. on. It's like, man, Mr. Skywalker and Sith weren't real. Oh, yeah? Well, what about this? Wasn't he your dad? We don't talk about that, Timmy. Go sit in the corner now. Why are there? <laughs> why are even the Jedi children named Timmy? Maybe he's named like, named like Skylarp Flimflam. I don't know. It's it's possible. Uh, Padawan Skylarp Flimflam. He's uh, the daughter of... Uh, uh, he's the daughter of... It's a progressive society. <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, gender's irrelevant to that race. Yeah, it, I'm, I'm sure he's, sexual. I'm sure. I'm sure he's one of those like uh, blob creatures that can somehow hold a lightsaber. I don't know. Uh, Star Wars. It, look, look it up. Everybody knows about it. Okay, that actually makes me wonder what new types of aliens are going to come up with for the movies. Uh, probably not blob people. Okay, blob people aren't very exciting. No, because um, the novelty of somebody being able to. Uh, it, just a just a walking blob of jelly. I think that wears off really quick. Yeah. Unless they can transform into other things, but I'm pretty sure one of the essential components of being a Jedi is having hands. And uh, unless yeah. <laughs> you have like very, you you're you're a blob monster. So you, maybe you can conjure a hand out of. Your blob. blob mass, but how effectively can that hold a a blade? Can you cut yourself, or does it just like pass through you? I don't know. We have no basis for any of this. Yeah, this, this is just completely random. If we just pretend that this monster is made out of Jello, then it's case closed. Well, theoretically, because... then Jello did I think could theoretically hold as many lightsabers as they wanted. Oh, whoa, yeah, that yeah. would be really. You think cool. Grievous has got four lightsabers? Is intense. Imagine this thing with like eighteen. You can just hold just, but they're all like mini lightsabers, yeah. <laughs> lightsaber, you know, light, light knives or something. Oh, whoa! Okay, this would be awesome. What if there were uh, uh, throwing lights, throwable lightsaber knives? Like they're just the size of your average pocket knife today, but you can, you just throw them at people. Except for it. They do the whole lightsaber throwing thing. You know, Darth Vader did that. Well, 
He threw a full time size lightsaber. Yeah, but that's stupid. Why would you throw your entire lightsaber at? Because you you can use the force to bring it back to you, and I kind of cut out for a second. That's why I don't hit the cable. You did nothing. We should have gotten you a different mic. That's okay. Um, no, 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 because that's silly. Because you're throwing away your entire lightsaber. He didn't visibly conjure it back, but he obviously got it back somehow. Yeah, logic would dictate. I just think he went over and picked it up. But yeah, because Luke was busy playing hide and go seek. Yeah, and. The movies can look a lot cooler now. Oh, yeah. The so, visual, it looks visually fantastic. So he can just, like, pick up the lightsaber and just make it fly around, I guess, if you want to be a super lazy Jedi. <laughs> I mean, that's all you have to... You don't even... You don't have to do all this weird dancing around, <laughs> parry, thrust. You don't have to fucking do but it looks night cool. stuff. That's the thing. It does look kind of cool, yeah, but you could also do a mind battle, you know? Wouldn't mm-hmm. that be kind of interesting you just they they're just like in a football field they're sitting at opposite ends of it and they just use their mind powers to just throw crap at each other and see who can hit the other person the first the the, the fastest that'd be but it needs a cooler name than mind battle because mm. uh it sounds that sounds like a cool thing to put on spike tv <laughs> but that's not really something that you want to be seeing in a in a disney movie it's got a better name yeah can we uh, I got uh, I got nothing really. I, I got nothing either. Okay, yeah, Anyways. but um, throwing knives, um, uh, lightsaber nunchucks. I don't think would really work unless you had special gloves. That'd be interesting, though. It would be interesting. Um, and uh, no, that's that's really all I can think of. Um, in terms of enhancing lightsaber technology, lightsaber mace. Uh, Just like the ball, the mace has like a bunch of little mini lightsabers coming out of it. Ooh. Yeah, that'd be really <laughs> awesome. Yeah, we just need to just reinvent all medieval weaponry as lightsabers. Would lightsaber axe? Uh, yes. <laughs> Come on, why isn't that should be done in the next two movies? Yeah. I want to be. Uh, let's be set designers for episodes. Okay. Prop men eight and nine. Yeah, definitely. Cool. No, I'm thinking. Um, I think I have an idea of what the plot might be okay. i'm just gonna take my guess now okay because i have my own guesses too i'm gonna i'm gonna cash it in um what i'm thinking is happening is the jedi are basically an extinct uh religion at this point because if we're going to count the prequels as canon um they're pretty much all dead yeah episode three so many people were getting shot it's ridiculous and it's pretty much confirmed in the original trilogy yoda darth vader darth sidious luke and obi-wan last five jedi in existence am i missing anybody pretty much but am i missing a guy no i'm just thinking i'm trying to think if there's any others but yeah they're pretty much the only ones that are the only ones that are at least powerful enough or strong enough to actually pose any sort of real threat yeah and also, apparently, uh, from dialogue from the trailer, I guess Leia has some well, vestiges yeah. of the Force too, but she never yeah. uses it. No, but that was hinted at in the original trilogy. I mean, oh, well, it was really hinted at in in. Uh, well, it, it was hinted as, oh, she's my she, sister. Well, there's a plot point. Yeah, and you're welcome. Yeah, that's just well, a thing. That's just a thing that we can drop here, and you can reveal it to Han Solo later, and it makes your relationship better i guess yeah <laughs> uh it didn't progress with it didn't have any that. sort of real point as far as the plot goes no not really much at all uh, so what i think it is, is is it's just like um all of a sudden they figure out that there's other 
people that are being born that have the natural ability to interact with the force yeah that makes um, sense. And so they're like trying to recruit them. Oh yeah, because there's create more... a new Jedi order, basically. Yeah, because there th- there's the Sith are still out there, I guess, or maybe that guy isn't a Sith with the triple lightsaber. But there's bad. Oh yeah, people. he is. He's got a red lightsaber. Come on. Okay, he's Sith. Um, just outright. Um, and yeah, they're trying to recruit the new people to make sure that they're on the right side to fight this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't have any guesses beyond that. What were What were you thinking? Um, I mean, mine is basically maybe stealing stuff from other movies, but basically, um, that's fine. Just reference it. Basically, it's kind of like what you're saying where they're kind of rebuilding a Jedi order, kind of getting things going back to kind of pre prequel trilogy kind of set up. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then guy with triple lightsaber kind of creates like a little mini secret, new mini empire, kind of like Hydra in Marvel. Okay. So are they infiltrating the, the current order that, Luke and well, everybody just the, you're trying the to current establish. government and everything in general, and then all of a sudden, you know, one time they d- decide to bring it out and go because you see a clip in the trailer where they're inside basically a starship, and there's a Tie Fighter just spinning around, just shooting stuff while there's stormtroopers running off in all directions. Yeah, so that yeah. that hints at a possibility of infighting. Yeah, but and who's... then there's also the guy with the triple lightsaber had like an army of stormtroopers behind him. Yeah, but whose TIE Fighters are those, then? I don't know. TIE Fighters automatically go to the bad guy, or maybe they've been repurp- repurposed? That's what I was wondering, is it's a mixture of repurposing old TIE Fighters and making them more modern, and then the X-Wings, obviously, we saw. Yeah. Or if maybe they're bringing back the X-Wings because, you know, they're a little bit older technology. Yeah. Just because that worked for them. Yeah, I'm betting that, like, with the whole downfall of the Empire and everything, there might be some mixing of aircraft oh yeah and weapons so people are gonna have to like paint their logos on crap to identify themselves and have certain colored laser blasts coming out of their ships oh yeah they're gonna have to change those completely like (laughs) hopefully it's just like one little screw you can turn you can change the wavelength of the color of your laser bolts like that'd be a really nice feature to have but uh uh, i'd like to yeah i'd like to see some uh, X-wing versus X-wing action. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I want. I want to. If two people on opposite sides flying the same aircraft, it's just finding out who's the most skilled pilot. At yeah, that it's point. like NASCAR, but with yes fighter planes. That's what I really want to see. I also want to see. Um, I want to see ATs again. Oh yeah, but um, I don't know if that'll happen. Maybe because I really doubt that they do very well in a sand environment. Maybe. If, if a lot of the movie is going to be taking place on that planet. Oh, is there a lot of movie going to take place on the planet? I, I haven't heard. I don't know. I thought it might because... you got to have at least one space battle. Come on. They, they're, there's no way they're not going to have oh, a yeah. space battle. Well, you got to have a Crash Star Destroyer somehow. Yeah. Maybe. Well, maybe it, that might not be put there by the main plot point, though. That might just be left over from when everything was crashing into everything else. That could be. No, no idea. Yeah. Anyways, pure speculation. Just mark this and uh, for December and see if we were right. Yeah. We really don't have any idea. No. Uh, we're not. We're not betting on this either. No. We're just kind of theorizing based on very, very brief and vague trailers. Oh, and you do get to see Chewbacca and Han Solo. Yes. Just at the at the very end. <laughs> that was a nice little yeah little touch for it. Um, and you know what? Harrison Ford does not look that bad. No. I mean, he obviously looks older, but also the original Star Wars movie came out, what, almost 40 years ago? Yeah. 35 years ago. And I'm just, I'm just glad that they're not going to be pretending that he's still young. Yeah. 
Uh, but I just hope that they don't overdo the old person jokes. Because, <laughs> like, ha, ah, I'm getting too old for this. Oh, Han Solo's old. Yeah, we pointed that out to you, and, and d- you should laugh at it because of that. that that'd be dumb. That'd be too... That's too low Too forced. No, it, it's it, not too forced. It's just not... That's just lazy writing. Yeah, it that really is, is. That's not good writing. You need to... It's tough to make a good old joke, really. Yeah. Like, without just uh, right out, out, without just, like, outright injuring the person or just showing them, like, struggling to catch up, like, the running Or be confused it. by modern technology or something. Oh, God, please don't do that. <laughs> I'm so upset by... Uh, Everything uh, that does pand- that. Pandering humor, Yeah, usually, is, uh, I think, the term that I would be using like i don't know if i would if this is something that i'm unnecessarily getting upset about but um i saw something the other day where it was a wendy's commercial and uh okay uh, i'll preface this with saying that wendy's is really goddamn good nah come on nah come on eh. those fries those baconators dude eh. they're, they're thick eh. it's good come on. i don't know i don't particularly i've never really been a big fan of wendy's Man, what? Why? I don't know. Just never really appealed to me that much. Well, I appreciate their food. Yeah. I, however, do not appreciate their commercials where their commercials are pretty obnoxious. They had because they've got that they've got that lady who's supposed to like represent the image of of Wendy. I yeah, guess. I guess. I don't know. Um, which I don't know how she could possibly look like that while representing a fast food company, but. Uh, <laughs> I'm pr- I'm pretty sure if you dip into the well, kitty yeah, often yeah, enough, um, the Wendy's actually was named after the guy who started its daughter, if I remember correctly. Oh, really? Yeah. What's and his daughter look like? I think she blew up like a balloon. <sighs> yeah, that's exactly I mean, I what I can, expected. I think we can Google it, but Wendy Wendy's uh, Wendy's Wendy. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that is yeah. that is what I'm typing in. <laughs> Wendy's Wendy. Uh, she is not the skinniest lady. <laughs> Uh, just, I mean, she's not like massive, but no, she's like, um, uh, she's kind of like redheaded Melissa McCarthy. Okay, if you want to, if you... that makes me not like her, just gonna say <laughs> <laughs> that is the celebrity yeah. she most resembles. I'm just s- saying that right off the bat. But now the commercial that I saw was um, the Wendy's lady. Ta- it was I don't know. She was talking about like some bullshit. Spicy new bur- thing. Some some bullshit spicy burger, and uh, uh, she was like, "It's generating some big reactions from uh, the, a big uh, from interesting sections of people, like the memer." And there's actually a dude like sitting in this Wendy's restaurant, and he just looks exactly like the kind of person that I would never get along with. Uh, I, I, and I will attempt to describe him from memory. Uh, uh, but buttoned up completely. Yeah, all the uh, way up top button. Uh, all the way up top button. Blue collared shirt. Uh, sleeves rolled up. Uh, ra- round glasses and uh, kind of like, kind of like the shortest black hair that's like pushed off to the side. You know, and maybe just like the hint, the hint of a really shitty mustache, you know, just really trying to come out there. Ooh, maybe I could grow a little bit. Maybe I could just do something 
it's kind of like the mustaches I grow. It's not <laughs> impressive, okay? Just yeah. get, get rid of it. And he takes a bite of the burger, and he says something stupid like, uh, eating spicy goodness like a boss, and then the stupid captiony meme text. You know what? I'm gonna play the I'm gonna play the music for this. When you're mad at the world, <laughs> you keep all the anger inside you until it festers into a mental illness. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore. No, you unleash it all on the internet, of course. This is therapy. The doctor is in. All right, where were we? Um, dorky dude, meme dude, taking a bite of a burger. Taking a bite of a burger. and Spice then, burger like a boss. And <clears throat> while he says those words, they pop up above and below him like they would on the front page of the Advice Animals subreddit, which if you go there, it is a godforsaken wasteland of 12-year-olds trying to create original content to make each other laugh. And it is exactly the kind of garbage that would make a 12-year-old laugh on the internet. It's horrible, and now Wendy's is putting it into their commercials. That's sad. It is sad. I've, I'll be honest. I used to look at those pictures because I was twelve goddamn years old, well, and I didn't know what humor was. Yeah, no, it's stupid. But the sad thing is, it probably works for what they're going for, which is getting more. You know, twelve-year-olds. Oh, mommy, I want to go to Wendy's. Okay, Timmy. Because apparently Jedi Timmy wants to go to Wendy's. I guess. Um, and then so instead of getting you or I, one person going to Wendy's, you get mom, Timmy, Timmy's sister, possibly dad or friend or somebody. You get like two, three, four people coming in getting Wendy's. All because this little dick face Timmy saw the he, – he knew what a meme was, which has lost all meaning. Yeah. The word has lost all meaning is what I – is what I mean. No, I, I, get, I know what you meant. And, and he dragged his entire family along to this restaurant that is just pandering to the lowest common denominator of humor, which is advice animals, which I haven't gone to that subreddit in years. I don't think I have either, actually. But I am sure that they are just absolutely shitting themselves with joy that this was done in one of the commercials. Yeah. And I am so scared because of that. I'm scared that the generations that will be coming up living with the internet will not be able to come up with new comedy. Everything no, will be... be rehashed from something else some other time. I'm, I, and people make the argument that everything is a remix. Hardly anything is original anymore. Everything borrows from something. Everything's in, inspired yes, but, by something else. It's still possible to create something original. Please yeah. just inspiration, try. Inspiration is not copying and plagiarism no it's For, not you know it's like cooking there's a difference between following the recipe and making the exact same thing and taking it putting your own twist on it making it different in your own way yeah it's it, it's exactly it's like cooking yeah That's, it's taking out something that you may not like and putting in your own different spin on it but taking the same picture and just just changing text on it and calling that humor that's not funny no taking and and you know what you know who's a perfect example of recycling comedy adam sandler yeah we're going to be living in a nation full of little adam sandlers that will eventually grow up into big adam sandlers and, then and it's time run to move. the goddamn world yeah and then it's time to go to mars or something Mars, the moon, just Somewhere any else. other planet. I don't care if it's Omicron, Bottom Percy, I ate. 
<laughs> just get me out of here. Yeah. I. Uh, yeah. It's, it's funny that you're saying that people that are growing up with the internet, because we kind of grew up on the edge of the internet being available to everybody. We grew up on the edge of it being accepted. We knew yeah. there's... um. We knew it was out there, but a lot of us, for a lot of our younger days, still had really, really slow. We had dial-up, and which, it wasn't. It was wasn't even worth it to go on it usually. No, because there wasn't that many. All the websites we can think of off the top of our heads didn't exist until we were in intermediate school. And it's a really interesting dichotomy that you see with like uh, pe- people that were born around the same time as us, and then people that were that are born five years later, like, like even just five years later than us. They they. Uh, we understand that uh, the internet is a is an entirely separate world. That is yeah. the way we see it. We still refer to it as the internet, as it's the other. It's another place you can go to mm-hmm. and do other things that you can't do. It's another over... room in a house. Yeah, it, it's it's exactly like that. But. The people that are born five years later than us, they... The internet is the world. It is the... It's an integration into everything that they know. Mm-hmm. So, if that and is... everything has to connect somehow to something else. And everything that, has to connect to Facebook. Everything has to connect to Twitter. Everything has to connect to Instagram. And everything panders to that, too. And if everything is connected that way, it's only safe to assume that that's going to be a big influence on their sense of humor... Yeah, which is my biggest concern. I guess that's where my priorities lie. I'm concerned that instead of America getting involved into a third world war or burning up the entire surface of the planet just by driving around a bunch of crappy Hummers for the next twenty years, I'm concerned about America losing its sense of humor. So that's what I'm concerned with. I just want there to be good television. I guess that's. <laughs> That's yeah. exactly where I would be happy. Yeah. Um, but no, you, you see that kind of thing with a lot of different technology that we take for granted nowadays. I mean, another big one is cell phones. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have my first cell phone until fifth. Could no, you drive? Seventh. No, I had my. I got my first cell phone that my sister and I had to share. It was ew. It like was physically hand the phone to each other. It was it basically was an emergencies only kind of phone. Basically, like if we were going on a school trip or you know some sort of a competition. It was a prepaid phone with two hundred minutes, no texts, nothing. Wow. Yeah, I got that when I was in seventh grade. Dang man, seventh grade. Jeez, I think that might have been around when I got my first phone. Yeah. It might have been eighth grade. And then the next year, basically, Christy got her own phone, and I got the um that the other phone. Were they smart at the time, or was it still uh, a dumb phone? No, they weren't smartphones. Okay. I didn't have my first smartphone until middle of probably 10th grade. Okay. And the freshman year, actually, was when I got my first smartphone. That's actually a pretty decent timeline, I yeah. think. Most people were kind of following those same lines, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, first smartphone I got? Well, eh, I guess like the first smartphone technically... like. Uh, what, what do we qualify that as? It, it has a web browser, and you can like go on. Yeah, it has a Google web browser. Crap. It has apps. It has all these different other things that you can do. Okay, I had a phone that probably I guess... a touch screen. Okay, I had a phone that had a touch screen, and it could technically go on the internet, but I wasn't allowed to because we didn't have a data plan. Yeah, and it would have charged us like five dollars if I accidentally pushed the internet button. On <laughs> it. So I didn't really want to put my family through that. So I. 
think I like deleted the icon off my home screen. I was like, oh, it's just a text box. That's all I do with this. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I actually got really fast on that keyboard. It was a, <laughs> uh, if you if future generations want to go ahead and Google this phone, it was a Pantech Ease. Uh, look at how crappy those uh, weird round keys are on it and imagine typing at about physical keys or was it physical keys okay yeah it could pop out and you just oh yeah yeah yeah. the slide you remember that phone? i I know what you're talking about i think i still got it under my chair somewhere yeah um yeah imagine being able to type at about 30 words per minute on that thing i think that was what i managed to average yeah um i'm not sure how accurately i timed myself because uh, I can, I can hit like sixty on a normal full size keyboard. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I guess reducing it by half is probably a generous enough number. Well, yeah, because you're reducing your keyboard size to maybe it's so a tiny. Sixth. It's the tiniest little smallest yeah. keyboard, <laughs> and they change like all the punctuation and everything. Do you know how fast you can type? I don't. No, I'm probably. I mean, when I was in high school, I wasn't ever really a fast typer, but I've gotten probably a lot faster in college because I've had to write so many long reports. Yeah. So. Did you, um, when we were going through middle school yeah. and uh, everybody had to go through computers that, class, that typing course. Yeah. Um, did you, like, I, I don't remember if we've talked about this before, but did you uh, end up like rejecting the entire premise of the learning style of that class? Because that's what I did. Pretty much, yeah. I'm just like, this is stupid. I'm just going to do the BS assignments and just kind of go along. It was really stupid. Yeah. And then, oh, the test, you have to get these stupid silicon covers for the keyboard because I can't look at the keyboard and know where the keys are anyways. Yeah. It's that's a very weird world to live in. You See, know, what? I didn't like him because first of all, it ruined the um, the tactile sens- sense. It ruined the sensitivity of the keys themselves. Oh yeah, it was so and bad. the tactile sense. So I would be typing and I would be typing correctly, but it wouldn't read one of the keys, and so it would get me off. It was this weird game where um, you were like you were like floating in space, and the words that you typed would pop these paint balloons that were flying at your windshield that was stupid and if you mistyped a word they would fly at your screen faster and if you just mashed your hands on the keyboard they would all fly at your screen and burst because apparently um if you're flying in the vacuum of space the worst thing that could possibly happen to you is getting paint on your windshield because yeah, that, that means you're dead. I, I guess. guess it's a that's a very strange idea to put in there. Could you not have just made a Space Invaders clone? You know, I would have been fine with that. I don't care if you got sued for it. I just want to learn how to type. Yeah. Okay. And I probably would have been able to do it way better if I didn't have a stupid keyboard cover. Right. You know. Yeah, they were so stupid. Gotta be able to look at it. It doesn't mean I'm gonna be looking at the keyboard for the rest of my life. No. I've definitely evolved beyond that. Oh yeah, same. It's like I can just keep tapping along, tapping along, tapping along, but eventually, um I might be a year or two off from this, but um I think I can be confident enough to get one of those keyboards that doesn't have any of the letters or numbers that's bold on top of it. It's a very bold move. Um but I also very much like the keyboard that I have. Yeah. Uh, with its weird placement of the control key. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just really like it there because I hate the caps lock key, and yeah. I'd rather it get replaced with that. Yeah, I can't really ever... Why do we still have caps lock, honestly? 
um, ever to, come in- to shout at people <laughs> on the internet and let them know that they're wrong. Yeah, it's the- well, that's why you just have one hand holding down the shift key and the other hand stabbing because that buttons. really it really emphasizes how angry you are. Exactly. If you can break at least one key. <laughs> That's why I have four keyboards in my closet <laughs> for internet arguments. I can't think I've ever actually broken a keyboard. I haven't. Um, well, no, I, I've definitely broken keyboards, but, but it was on purpose. Okay, fair um, enough. not from regular use of a keyboard. Um, and if regular use includes um, rubbing your face on it because somebody asks you to do that, then uh, so be it. Yeah, that is a thing that people do. I don't know. I don't know if you've ever done that what? or if anyone in the future is ever going to do this, but sometimes you will come across a thread that says, um, smash face on keyboard, <laughs> post results. And that's all that anyone does for the entire thread. Uh, and uh, sometimes it can get pretty funny because people sometimes um, uh, copy and paste uh, quotes from the Westboro Baptist Church or Twilight <laughs> or Ayn Rand. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's horrible yeah but that's pro- that's probably as far as the humor goes and those yeah. kind of things if anything it just kind of shows if nobody knows who you are then you can do whatever you want you can ju- it doesn't matter how you spend your free time you can smash your face on your keyboard because apparently you can take some sort of interest in that and maybe nobody can, will judge you maybe you can take some sort of metric out of the data that you're collecting and figure out how big the average nose is uh, for somebody who smashes their face on a keyboard. It's an interesting demographic to keep track of, but maybe that's yeah. something you want to know about. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm not going to do the math on that. Somebody else do this crap. Yeah. I just think of the ideas. You steal them, okay? Okay. It's, Fair c- enough. Come on, audience. Just, yeah, that's why we're here. Coming <laughs> up with all the cutting-edge stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, Speaking it's, of cutting-edge stuff, Hoverboard's coming September 2015. Yeah, yeah. Which um, is this September, which is almost another month closer. May is uh, May fast is next arriving. Week. Like, what do we do if they just don't happen, God forbid? Um, I don't know. Do we host a funeral for the Hoverboard? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bury, yeah, lay to rest a copy of Back to the Future on DVD or something. <laughs> Or Back to the Future 2, technically, but... Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, it ha- it'd have to be Back to the Future 2, specifically, because there's yeah. no way I'm, like... Uh, I'm not going to be, like, burying a box set in the backyard. No. That'd be kind of... <laughs> kind of silly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Figure something out. Maybe, w- maybe what we R- can write do... Write an angry letter to uh, Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> this is all your fault it wasn't invented. Or Tony Hawk, more appropriately. Uh, well... Actually, oh, I thought you were saying, like, um, he was, like, the de facto inventor of the hoverboard. Oh, yeah. No, well, we don't know who invented it. We don't that. know who, it, it was okay, never. Okay, write angry letters to Mattel, because they're supposed to have it out. <laughs> yeah, it is a Mattel-branded toy, yeah. isn't it? Uh, no, because, like, it's never clarified who invents the hoverboard in the or Back when. to the Future. Um, it's not very specific when. No, it just, that's why we just, that's just why exist. we say, that's why we say September. Yeah. Um, we just know they exist in the time of the second movie. Yeah, and uh, I think we actually found a timeline somewhere that... Yeah, it's like of, early October of 2015. Yeah, uh, is when uh, Marty McFly traveled there. Right. And it seemed like the kid was really upset because uh, his hoverboard was like a brand new toy. Yeah. Or whatever. But may- maybe we have to analyze this a little bit deeper. Maybe we've missed the deadline for hoverboards already i hope we haven't but because uh, you're thinking they have to come out with derivatives like you know yeah like like biff's uh future biff's derivative yeah. that can go over water because it has power 
you know yeah. and uh it's got variations so i think it's had time to evolve go through a few evolutions yeah but we're giving it the maximum amount of time possible yeah because we just uh, we, we we want our real life technology to intersect with the technology of our pop culture the thing is though that actually usually happens it's just at some point in time uh that it it gets Eventually invented is just not along science the fiction same becomes time. science fact. Yeah, yeah, because uh, uh, communicators were uh, proposed in Star Trek, and it's like Walk the twenty third century, and yeah. now we have smartphones. Yeah, which essentially the, the communicators were just walkie talkies, just had much better range. Yeah, they didn't do anything else, did they? Or no. maybe they just uh, made a weird beeping noise, and also maybe had GPS them, so maybe a sat phone. I thought maybe they had some sort of. Um, uh, 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 they had uh, a beacon on them that helped with um a beaming. That's what I was saying, probably a GPS type thing on them. Okay, yeah. So maybe like a standard, uh, like a satellite phone. Man, Star Trek technology is super complicated when you think about it. Yeah. Um, and I know how obvious of a statement that is, <laughs> but I don't mean just <laughs> really. Like, science fiction from the twenty third century is futuristic. Wow, couldn't even begin to process that no i'm th- i'm thinking more like um w- it, duh obvious the the beaming. The, the beaming is really oh, really yeah, cool because you're essentially disintegrating and reassembling atoms yeah but here's what i want to know if you're coming to you're you're on the enterprise you arrive at a brand new planet nobody's ever been at it before and you want to beam someone down to the surface of that planet how do you find the coordinates for a planet that you've never been to before? Do you just take a measurement of it and then divide it into Earth units of latitude and longitude and then just pick numbers out of that and that's where you go? Probably. How do you figure that, this crap out? Probably going to say is just, you, you know, you do a scan of the planet, yeah. figure out how big it is in diameter and, you know, whatnot. And then, excuse me, bubble. Cool. Um, and then basically you just assign accordingly, basically la- la- uh, latitude and longitude lines. Those are the right words. Um, not maybe necessarily <laughs> according to Earth, but basically, you know, a quarter of the way up from the center is one, and then another quarter, and then another quarter. So and then, somewhat arbitrary units? Well, basically the same way the Earth is divided into longitude and latitude, but basically you adjust it for scale, depending on the planet. Okay. All right, that's... That's I'm fine. I'm fine with that explanation. Because theoretically, if you have really sophisticated computers and scanning equipment, it wouldn't take that long. Yeah. Um. I, I I'm also a little bit want, trying to figure out like how do they just figure out terrain from that high up? But I guess like you know that's just Google Earth probe. Really? Uh, they send a probe down. Did they send a probe? I don't know. Oh, that's just theory. <laughs> Maybe. Well, I've never seen them send a probe down. No. for... But uh, all you see is them coming up on a planet, and then they're talking about the planet already that they've already collected their data. Yeah, so. yeah. They they show up at it, and Kirk's already doing Stardate 2357.2, and, but and they, he's down on the planet. Yeah, and he's they like could have already been there, you know, hovering around the planet for a week before they went down. Oh, yeah. May, maybe that's it. Maybe they just do, like, a week-long scan like going around it. Hmm, this, uh, we found this planet, but we should figure out if it's cool to go here. And Send then, a couple probes down. Yeah, and then inevitably they beam down to the planet and it turns out it's not cool to beam down there because something is always wrong they always find out that after one or two red shirts die but yeah <laughs> how many red shirts does it have to take before you realize the planet isn't safe anymore yeah or maybe you should you know 
beam down a little heavily, more heavily armed or more aware. Yeah, they just go down with these tiny little phasers. Yeah, and... half the time they do, half the time they don't. Half the time they go down with a tricorder and some and a communicator. That's about it. Well, it's the thing is, Starfleet, um, uh, at least the Enterprise division of it, they are uh, scientists first yeah, they're, and foremost. They're explorers and scientists more mm-hmm. than anything else. Uh, uh, they do have weapons as a precaution because yeah. they might encounter hostile life forms or but Klingons they, or whatever uh, or Klingons yeah, yeah because we're going to keep them in a separate category <laughs> racist <What>? um, <laughs> <laughs> is it how is it racist to keep them at a higher level than just your generic you know aggressive oh, life forms? oh you're elevating them well yeah because Klingons uh, are above just your generic brutish life form okay I thought you were just uh, shoving them off to just the because side their color like, doesn't uh, mean that they're lower class, Renee. No, you're being Klingons. racist. Not all Klingons are black. I can't think of are they? They're all at least a little darker colored. I'm gonna Google white albino, Klingon. Albino Klingon. No, not albino. <laughs> that doesn't count. Uh, That's like cheating white. Yeah. Why did Klingons? Uh, is Quora.com a useful? I have no idea. I've never really done that much Star Trek research. <laughs> oh my god okay so um i didn't know this apparently um amazon has uh basically their own yahoo answers section oh uh it's called askville i've never poked <laughs> around in here before um i will preface this with saying uh this is not being asked by me but um on askville uh user nano nano asks do you think Klingons are the blacks of the Star Trek world? <laughs> think about this for a minute. They are a generally poorer race than those of the Federation and seem less sophisticated, i.e. educated. And more violent. They are all dark-skinned. They are much more violent. You just yeah. <laughs> get there. All these trends are in general true of blacks in our society as well. And I'm wow, not that's... saying that in a racist way, but in a demographic way. And also, the show was made in the 60s, and what was big problem in the 1960s? Race was... Yeah. Um, but they also had black people on the Enterprise, so... It's true. Come on. We did. Yeah, that's right. Uhura, obviously. More but young what blacks... what did she do? She answered the phone and sent messages. I Yeah, but at least it was still happening. That's true. You know? And you also had Sulu on the ship, too. Yeah. But it was... In the middle of Vietnam, yeah. Yeah. More young blacks in prison. Blacks generally more poorly educated... From school systems more poorly funded due to the property tax method of funding public education, the Klingons from Kirk's era to the next generation all had dark brown skin like the blacks of our time. Parentheses. <laughs> Ever see any white Klingons? Their violence is supposedly based on an honor system, and that's what rap music promotes in terms of black gang violence activity. So do you think there was some subconscious pull to design Klingons in this way to parallel the African-Americans of our time period? Time period? And then the best response ever, no, they were the communists, not the blacks. Yeah, duh. Is it that obvious to you? I didn't, uh, well, there... it didn't seem that obvious to me. They're a very violent group that has no problem killing everybody and wants to basically control everything they can. Power grab. How does that sound so different from the Soviets? That's, Plus, also, yeah. everybody that was the bad guy was the communists in the 60s. That's true. Yeah. 
But so, I don't know. No, I'm not saying it was that obvious, but it's like, yeah, that makes perfect but sense. But I also don't think, I don't think Roddenberry was creating that show and going, well, oh, no, they yeah. Had Russians the, on the ship, too. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't, he, he wasn't going, oh, the Klingons or the Reds, you know. It's mm-hmm. uh, uh, dumb. He just wanted to make a TV show with aliens in it. Can, Pretty much. Uh, well, yeah, because I thought the whole idea with the Enterprise crew was that it was a set in a time that... Yeah, it's I, the twenty third century. We've done away with all barriers. I was say, this probably race. honestly will never happen, but we got rid of all of we put aside all of our little petty issues between race, between ideolo- uh, ideology, all that these different things. That is the goal. That is the goal, but honestly, it's probably not going to happen. No, it doesn't seem likely now, but I think we just need a few more years, you know? Decades, centuries. That the, the thing is, though, years we, is included. We, we've always in been that. fighting and having problems with each other ever since we started picking up rocks and throwing them at each other yeah but we've gotten a long way since then yeah um I don't know. it's about stamping out in- ignorance is what yeah, i think that's it is prob- yeah um i don't know how much of this uh response i want to read do you want to go through a little bit of it i don't sure we got time yeah. um <laughs> mr itty with uh, his communist response um Klingons were not made to represent blacks in contemporary times. They were made to represent the communists, specifically the Soviets. Remember that in 1966, when Star Trek premiered, the Cold War was still going strong. One of the first times we saw the Klingons in the original series was when a superior race forced the Federation and the Klingon Empire to stop fighting, imposing a Cold War of their own. I have no idea what That's makes true, you... That's true, because the Klingons and the Federation were kind of always in a Cold War. They didn't actually were a- actively fighting, Yeah, they but were just staring at each other from across the void. Glaring at each other, daring yeah. each other to, you know, make the first move. I have no idea what makes you think they were poorer or less educated. I can't think of a single episode that ep- suggests either of those. They were aggressive, warrior-like. It's how Americans viewed the Soviet threat in our time. As for white Klingons, yes, there were most definitely were white Klingons. In fact, there were both white and black Klingons in the original series, just as there were white and black humans on board the Enterprise. Here's a picture of Koloth and Kor from both of the original series, and he's got pictures of them. Uh, The metaphor of the Klingon communist was continued in the motion picture and Next Generation era. In Next Generation, produced in the late 80s as the Cold War was ending, there's suddenly a Klingon on the bridge of the Enterprise, and we learn that there is a somewhat uneasy truce between the Federation and the Klingons. In the sixth movie, the Klingon Empire suffered a disaster that nearly ruined them financially, making them unable to support their militaristic ways and bringing about a massive political reform. That sounds like the fall of the Soviet Union. Pretty much, including the truce with the Federation. Sound familiar in any way? (laughs) Star Trek has had its share of racism-inspired concepts. If you're looking for an obvious one, check out the episode Let That Be Your Last Battlefield, in which two races of one species annihilate one another because of the colors of their skin. One race is white on the left, black on the right. The other race is black on the left, white on the right. So I guess they're divided down the middle. Hmm. That sounds like an interesting episode to watch. That sounds weird. Yeah, that's a very weird form of racism that's... yeah, I don't, I'm not sure what to compare that against, but it's also a TV show, and maybe we shouldn't be analyzing it too much. But then again, I just did just read an entire description yeah, and, of how they're communists. And Star Trek is a very, very debated and you know show that people pay a lot of their lives to. Yeah, but I also think that um, with these reboots of Star Trek happening, I think pretty much all the political subtext has been thrown out. Pretty much looking at JJ's iterations. Yeah, I can't really think of any 
sort of political subtext in a lot of them. No, I mean if you apply if you apply these supposed ideas that Roddenberry was applying, uh, if you try and compare those to the things that JJ was making, the Klingons show up for a little bit in Into Darkness. But that's just because they have to, because people were probably mad because the Klingons didn't show up in the first one. Yeah. Wait, oh, was that a thing people were expecting? I have no idea, but I everybody expects Klingons and Star Trek do go together. They do, yeah. Well, yeah. They managed to do a pretty good movie keeping them out of it, though. All, yeah, no, I Allegedly agree. the better movie, I would say, without the Klingons. Yeah, I don't know. I still like Into Darkness. Yeah? I don't know. I have a couple problems. Oh, yeah, I have it. problems with both of them. I don't know. It's just, first of all, Cumberbatch is good. Which is great. Is that, wait, is that a problem you have with it? No, no, no. Cumberbatch oh, okay. is great. That's good. All right. All right um, I don't like the little switcheroo um, Wrath of Khan He's not Khan. Thing. Oh, he is. Ha ha. Yeah. And th- they're you. just like, and then it's supposed to be like this big reveal and we're all just like, yeah, we know. Yeah, duh. Whatever. Nobody was gasping in the theater yeah. when I went to that midnight premiere. Yeah. We're just like, meh. We knew that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, you're terrible at hiding this. It's the same thing that they're doing with uh, Christoph Waltz in the newest. Uh, oh yeah, Every, in the newest yeah. Bond movie. <laughs> yeah, we've talked He's about Blofeld. that. Duh. Duh, it's without question. Yeah. Although, uh, can Blofeld have a beard? Is that okay? Because uh, Christoph Waltz looks great with a beard. Yeah, but I don't. I think he's gonna be clean shaven in this one. Okay. Eh, you know, I can I can deal with it. Yeah. I I dealt with he looks Javier. so much younger when he's. When shaven he, when he's shaved oh yeah definitely yeah, he's he, 20 years older than he is in Django. oh yeah by a long shot but he look he looks better with a beard i think um i can see that and uh uh what was my javier other? uh oh yeah and and you know what for relating to james bond i dealt with javier bardem with blonde hair in the last movie so which worked it was I, fine yeah. yeah i i way prefer him with uh the dark hair because if you watch um Old, no Country for Old Men. Oh, my God. Yeah. Best thing he's ever done, I think. <laughs> Just a, a guy with a singular focus... Like the the just like a steely eyed dude with it with the awesome silencer. <laughs> by the way, um, I, I kind of want to ask you about that. Is is that a realistic silencer? What's the deal with that thing? You can't actually suppress a shotgun. Wow. Um, there's one off the top of my head that I can think of that you can buy. It's called the Salvo Twelve. Yeah. Um, you have to obviously thread the barrel of your shotgun for it to screw on, and you probably would have to be firing most likely slugs or maybe buckshot. Because the thing he was, was shot- he was doing buckshot in the movie. Yeah, it's probable. I'm just thinking because the way a silencer or a suppressor, their two terms are interchangeable. Uh, it works basically. The primary noise from a gunshot is, you know, because when the bullet fires out, there's a bunch of gases trapped behind it yep. that are pushing it. So all those gases rapidly expanding out into the atmosphere, also uh, coupled with the, the supersonic bullet mm-hmm. breaking the sound barrier, creates a lot of noise. So when you have a suppressor on it. It's basically it's a tube filled with little baffles and little chambers that allow the gases to expand further. It looks in. like it looks like a waffle iron inside of it or something. Pretty much, yeah. Um, or yeah, some sort of like a a filter with a hole running through it, mm-hmm. and it allows the gases to expand more, and also the bullets to slow a little bit more, so it d- may not be as fast going out, so it won't break the sound barrier as badly. Okay. Keeps it quieter. I mean, it won't make it if it doesn't break the sound barrier. Is that a deal breaker for its uh, it being lethal? No, no, not at all. Actually, um, some bigger bullets, uh, such as like the forty five, all of them are subsonic. Okay. Um, the thing is, silenced guns are not at quiet as the movies show at all. 
Yeah, definitely not an old country no. for old men. That no. was like a whisper quiet yeah. shotgun. Yeah, exactly. I mean, some guns like twenty twos can be that quiet, but because it's a tiny little boy. Well, yeah, because they don't make much noise to begin with. But I think the statistic for a uh, silenced like nine millimeter, just a standard handgun, mm-hmm. is about a hundred and ten decibels. That's still loud as all heck. It is, but it's not to the point where you're going to potentially damage your hearing after one or two shots. Yeah, you could handle one or two. Because I think the the, um, OSHA cutoff is like, what, 135? Or 130? I don't have an OSHA It's somewhere between like 120 and 135, somewhere in there. So it's below that rating where before you need ear protection. You still should wear ear protection if you're shooting. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. Just as a wear all your safety equipment. Don't exactly. try this at home. A yada yada yada. <laughs> Anyways, but um, no, you can silence a shotgun. Okay. That... Not again. Not as effectively as is shown in any movies. Of course. But it's... that's Hollywood in general. That's that's Hollywood, and it's a it's a better world than the one we live in. Um... Could be, unless you're Josh Brolin, and then you wind up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you mean in that movie yeah or exactly oh, in okay. that movie got it well he was great in that movie <laughs> he was great in that movie i i, I want to see him as a cowboy more often you kidding me that's a that's yeah. a great that's a great role for him young tommy lee jones is kind of close mm, sort of yeah he's got some cowboy tendencies yeah um i don't know like how Speaking often of cowboys, i do want to see it's added on netflix space cowboys it's just called Space Cow. That's a great title. It's what is got, it? Uh, Clint Eastwood. Wait, what is it about? <laughs> uh, it's got Clint Eastwood. It's got Tommy Lee Jones. It's got uh, I can't remember one other person. Basically, the year two thousand. I think so. Um, basically, a bunch of old people um, going up into space. Clint Eastwood, Tommy Lee Jones, Donald Sutherland, James Garner. This is great. <laughs> yeah, and then the plot summary. It's on Netflix now. I still need to watch it. Plot summary. When a retired engineer is called upon to rescue a falling satellite, he insists that his equally old teammates accompany him into space. <laughs> uh, right, because you, you need to keep the age gap to a minimum, I guess, when you're all on the same project. Man, this this looks pretty cool. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Donald Sutherland. Yeah, no, he's pretty cool. Yeah, um, wow. <laughs> you, you're saying you want to watch? I this? want to watch it. I added it to my list because I saw they recently added it. All right. Uh, how did we get to this again? Uh, uh, Tommy Lee Jones, Josh Brolin. Oh yeah, Hollywood yeah. science shotguns. Oh, is Josh Brolin in this? No, I just was thinking Josh Brolin played young Tommy Lee Jones in Men in Black Three. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, got it. Um. I'm trying to see who else is. Oh, James Cromwell's in this, too. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Man, I haven't seen him in that much since, like, uh, oh, uh, 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 iRobot. I think that was, like, the last thing. I can only think thing. of one other movie that I've seen him in. What was it? Surrogates with Bruce Willis. Never saw it. It was okay. That's Wait, no, I saw part of it. That's the one where um you can put your mind in a human robot. Basically, yeah. It's like a little mechanical robot thing that goes out and lives your life. Basically, you can control it from like a little bed yeah, thing. Yeah, that sounds cool. It is pretty cool. It's pretty interesting. I mean, it's not the greatest movie ever, but it's still an interesting watch. Yeah. All right, yeah. I'll, well, I'll watch it because it's Bruce Willis. Yeah, uh, and robots. Oh, yeah, definitely robots, too. <laughs> I gotta have some of that. Um. Oh, I guess this guy was in. He was in Green Mile. Who? Uh, James Cromwell. Yeah, he was the warden. 
Oh, did Doi? <laughs> oh, I've only okay. I've only seen the full movie once. I've seen me too. Actually, I read the book too. I haven't read the book. I've seen the entirety of the movie several times, but not all at once necessarily. Like I'll watch the first oh. half and then I'll have to do something else and I can't finish it, or I'll watch like the second half on. To, to your credit, though, it is a really long movie. It is a long. It's movie. It's 190 minutes long. It's two VHS tapes. <laughs> you have it on two VHS tapes. We have it on VHS. Oh wow! Yeah, Man. my sister still refuses to watch it. Why? Because the first her first ever exposure to it was the scene where they don't wet the sponge. Oh god, that she is came, a, that's she came, brutal. Yeah, she came out one time when my dad and I were watching it and saw that scene and she was like I think like 7 or 8 years old. <laughs> was she like deer in headlights watching that scene just <laughs> I, completely frozen? I think so. And then once it was done, she's like I don't want to watch this movie. Oh and my god. <laughs> and then yeah, I've never been able to get her to watch the movie since. That happened to me um oh god, I don't remember how old I, old I was. I was probably I was probably 10, maybe a little bit older than 10. Um, it was with War of the Worlds, the new version with um, Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. Yeah. yeah. For some... the Like, I, I, I was so close to getting to the point in my life where I realized all movies are fake and yeah. they're not scary anymore. Um, but I wasn't quite there yet. And War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise was the last movie that really freaked me out. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> the part that got me the most was just like the people vaporizing. Oh yeah, like that was the that worst was, thing for me. That was freaky just in the book. I uh, I read I read about that's not I, well. I read the book, but I don't remember them saying that they just vaporized. I remember I them could have swore I remember them mentioning people getting vaporized. They, okay, because I I remember it as like they just get burnt down to their skeletons oh i basically just pictured it as beginning like disintegrated or vaporized or whatever okay well the vaporizing i think is uh definitely more traumatizing for some reason (laughs) just like zapping out of existence is a totally like mind-blowing concept to a kid Mm -hmm. that isn't where i first learned about death um fun fact i did actually first learn about death from a national geographic magazine (laughs) Um, it was an archaeology article. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I don't, because uh, I was really interested in paleontology at the time. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, holy fucking shit, dinosaurs, bro. Oh, yeah. Uh, and. No, the first movie that actually probably kind of somewhat scared me was the Jurassic Park movies, uh, to a certain extent. It was. The, it was the was raptors. The, it was the raptors. It was the I, raptors. I so. Yeah, the T Rex didn't opening scare- the doors or everything. The fact that they were insanely lethal, but also incredibly smart. Oh man! It wasn't that individually that they would kill you each individually, which they could and would. Mm-hmm. But the the fact that they would just completely outsmart you that you pretty much couldn't outthink them. Yeah, you basically survived by sheer luck. It's a pretty oh my god! Because the T Rex didn't scare me because you can understand it and you can beat it. Yeah, all you have to do is just not st- move. Don't shine flashlights in its eyes. Create a distraction. It's it's pretty easy. Yeah, we've, we've learned everything we'll ever need to learn. Yeah. Also, I don't think the new Jurassic Park movie is going to be good. No, I don't I'll, have hopes for it. No, just, I w- I wanted it to be good, but eh. no. I mean, it it seemed really obvious from the beginning what role Chris Pratt was going to have. The in same it, which thing was, he plays all the time. Uh. No, but, not that. Just the guy that trains raptors. Yeah. You know? 
Which uh, could be kind of interesting and cool, I, but I, I don't think it will be. I guess, but I just know it's going to be super cliche. Yeah, that's it, that's my biggest thing with it is that it looks like it's very movie by committee. Yeah, there's going to there's going to be a part of it where he's like describing to someone else. Uh, you have to treat the raptors with respect. And then they'll do what you want and all that. Mm-hmm. He's going to get real. And then there's going to be an emotional scene when one of the raptors dies. And <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, probably. I didn't even think of that. But And then he has to put it out of its misery or it'll, something. It'll be named like Nessie or something. I yeah. don't know. And he has to he has to finish it off himself. Yeah. Be but, merciful. But uh, when he finishes it off. a single tear like an Indian. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You, you heard it here first. That's <laughs> happening in the new Jurassic Park movie. Uh, go ahead and like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash TGF Radio. We're also TGF Radio on Twitter. Uh, email us things because you're not when we want you to at show at gmail.com. All the old episodes and subscribable links for iTunes and RSS are at tjfradio.com. Anything you want to say before we shut this down? Go see the new Avengers next week. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, we're going to the, not the premiere, but we will watch it. We will be going on next Friday. We'll watch it in time for the um for the show yes. right so we'll, we'll probably be freaking out for probably about half the show we'll have for a warning we'll have like a five or ten minute spoiler section i think probably if you want to I, I i like doing those yeah so we, we might do that um all right we'll be back next week party and everybody I'm never gonna say-